Hi Triber, we're back for the next season. Smart Girl Tribe has grown to become the UK's number one female empowerment organisation. We have an event series, a digital magazine, a membership platform and this podcast. What can you expect from us? Interviews from women all over the world who are driving change and pushing the needle forward. From actors to activists, to CEOs and conflict photographers, to the brains behind some of the world's largest corporations. When you're not tuned in every Wednesday at 6pm, then make sure you're chatting to fellow unapologetically ambitious women in our private Facebook group, the Smart Girl Tribe Society, or sharing our ever so inspirational content on Instagram at Smart Girl Tribe. Hey Tribers, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. If you are an oldie but goodie, or welcome to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. We are the UK's number one female empowerment organization, practically a personal development online community and event series for women. Last month, I was invited onto the Unleash Your Confidence show, which was set up by Jesse Jemias. You have probably seen a lot of promos for it across mine and the Smart Girl Tribe's Instagram. We had such a delightful conversation about business and my advice. Of course, I never want you tribers missing out. So here it is in full. And to find out more about the show, head to discoveryourconfidence.ca. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Unleash Your Confidence Show. My name is Jesse Jemias, I'll be your host for today. And we have with us the beautiful Scarlett Clark. Hey Scarlett, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Wonderful, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you today. I'm going to read your bio really quickly and then we're going to jump into some questions. Uh, Once I read your bio, I'm sure that our listeners are going to have lots of questions. So Scarlett Clark is the award-winning CEO of Smart Girl Tribe, the UK's number one female empowerment organization. She created it at 19 years old upon realizing that major magazines were only focusing on sex, weight, and boyfriends, not the conversations herself and her friends were having. Smart Girl Tribe now boasts a top-rated podcast with wildly successful event series. Scarlett, alongside her position as editor, is also a writer, NSPCC ambassador, and speaker. She was invited to speak at Harvard University last November as a female empowerment expert and has partnered with the BBC, Women for Women, the Houses of Parliament, and He for She. So amazing. Way to go, girl. That's awesome. I love reading bios because it just really reflects exactly like your background. But to be honest, I know that it's missing a lot of things too because you've done so much in your career. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you. Like, who is Scarlett Clark and how did you come to, um, well, really, your bio explains it, but how did you come to, to want to create such a big community? So I never began as an entrepreneur. I was not the child in the playground selling sweets or anything like that. I didn't have an entrepreneurial bone in my body at all. It was just when I was 19, that's when I set up Smart Girl Tribe. It began as a digital magazine to focus on the issues that matter. So we started talking about mental health, careers, social issues affecting women all over the world, travel. And we really were the first digital magazine to dive into those topics and it really snowballed from there. I think one of the reasons why it has been so successful is because I put such an emphasis on the community behind and in front of 
the whole, well, now the whole organization. But when it began, I never set it out to be a business. It was very much a passion project that has grown. And because of that, I was really emphasizing the importance of community, coming together, sharing our stories. So I think that made me maybe a little bit more relatable, but not just me, but also the Smart Girl Tribe team and our writers all over the world. So I think that helped in building a community. And as I said, it's just snowballed since then, really. Yeah, absolutely. And is that the biggest reason why you started the Smart Girl Tribe? Yeah, I started it because I very much, I really wanted to go into journalism. I started applying for internships because I was still so young. I was only a teenager. And when I was talking to all of these magazines, I didn't feel that they were reflecting my ethos or my values. And I thought, well, I can't be the only person especially the only young woman woman having these types of conversations because I knew my friends, you know, were having similar conversations that I was having. We were talking about our mental health stories. We were sharing, you know, where our careers were going and our passions and the projects that we had on alongside our studies. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a go because we can't be the only group on the planet having this conversation. And then slowly but surely it grew, um, particularly in the States and also in Australia. I know that you said our podcast is top rated. It's also top rated in Australia, outside of the UK. So we have such a strong readership out there. And I think that globally we were just able to prove that actually these conversations do matter because now we have this new feminist wave and we're having these conversations but at the time we absolutely weren't so that's when we really set out to be an original magazine to focus if not the original magazine to focus on those kinds of issues That's awesome. Wow. And to be top rated. So when you found out that you that your podcast was top rated, how did that make you feel? It made, if I'm honest, it came through that we were top rated in Australia first. So I was really, really surprised. I knew we had a strong readership in the States because we have smartgirltribe.com and we upload a new blog post every day. I was aware that we had a strong readership out there. And of course, I was invited to speak last November at Harvard University. So I knew about that, but I was not expecting those kinds of statistics in Australia. Um, But it's obviously paid off. We're going to have our first international event in Sydney next year. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. But no, it was a complete shock. But also because the podcast, again, I never set it out to be a business. I know that some people do, some hosts do with their podcasts, but I never did. I just wanted it to almost be an extension of the Smart Girl Tribe community. And because of that, no, I was really shocked. It still surprises me to this day to think that we have so many listeners out there who seem so far away, yet are clearly relating to everything, the content in particular that we're sharing. Yeah, well, it does, it seems so far away because the world Real, it, it, well, is big, but it's really not, right? Yeah. I mean, now that we've got all these virtual things and global things, it just makes makes us all just so much mm-hmm. closer, which is cool. So I just want to ask you, like, you've spoken at Harvard, you've been, um, you've worked with Parliament, uh, the he, he for she, he for she, I always get my mm-hmm. tongue twisted, he for she. So how did you get the confidence to do all those things? Oh my gosh, I definitely think confidence is a skill that you have to harness because I began very much as the girl in the library. 
I was introverted. I was very focused growing up. My nickname in high school was Granger after Hermione Granger. So I was very, very academic and quite shy. So I can't sit here and say, oh, I was just always this confident. So it felt really natural to me. It more got to the point where I had people who were close to me asking me what Smart Girl Tribe was. And this was after a few years I had been doing it. And I thought, you know what? I've been so shy to share my journey, my story, and everything that Smart Girl Tribe is, that I even have now family members who don't know even now what it was, this was a few years back, even know what it is. So that really propelled me into thinking, okay, I need to step back and actually think if I am going to spread this message, build the community, and also spread awareness and our entire mission, which at the end of the day is to help young women live a confident life and to be their most fearless authentic selves but also for them to design a life and business that they love so I thought you know what who am I to say I'm too shy to put the mission out there even more and to share our story even more so I thought okay I'm going to start accepting the opportunities that come my way so I did I just started saying yes to things and initially it was talks at previous schools that I had attended but slowly that built and then I was invited to Oxford and Cambridge and then it became Harvard. So it's become bigger um, as the journey has progressed. I love that you said, who am I to be too shy to spread this message? Mm-hmm. It's so powerful because we, we are, and I was that person for a long time. I was yeah. too shy until I realized like, if I just continue to, to stay quiet and stay small and not make an impact on the world, then that's just what it's going to be for really forever until I make that decision to mm-hmm. make a change. No, absolutely. And so I love that you talked about that. No, we completely when... do. Go ahead. No, we really do. Um, I always say I feel that women are either seeking permission or validation. We're always looking for somebody to tell us that what we're doing or the choice we're making is right. And we're always looking for somebody to tell us that we're doing well or to, again, permit us to allow us to go after that dream, to go after that goal and to go after that goal when sometimes we have to look back ourselves and think, you know what, who am I to not do this? If not me, who? If not me, who? Yes. And so looking back, over your journey what's been one of the biggest highlights for you oh my gosh I think one of the highlights definitely speaking at Harvard that was probably a career highlight to be invited as a female empowerment expert to be invited to their largest annual conference you know just flying into Boston and going there for that experience that's definitely a highlight but I would say a more daily highlight it is connecting with the readers or with the listeners at one of the last events that I spoke at which was back in February I was speaking at the UK's largest careers and university fairs and it's attended by young people particularly women and their parents And a woman came up to me and she said, I have to tell you something. My daughter has said to me that she's 23 for the past two years that she has felt suicidal. Today she came up to me and said, today's the first day that she hasn't felt suicidal and that's because of something you have said. So those are um, just huge, I can't even put it into words, massive um, highlights for me because that just means that I'm doing something right. And at the end of the day, I didn't start this because... 
I wanted to build a business or because I was money orientated or I didn't want to go and work into an office I just wanted to offer young women in particular an alternative I wanted to be the somebody to say you know what let's change the narrative let's reshape and redefine womanhood so for me that's what I set out to do so just hearing this feedback those are always highlights for me and that can be you know a podcast review or just a personal message on Instagram but hearing how I've impacted somebody's life, that for me really means everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, it just gives me goosebumps when you said that, you know, that one person was mm. having suicidal thoughts and one single thing that you said, and you probably don't even know what that one single thing was, right? And it's just, it's, it's really important for us to remember that it can be one single thing Mm -hmm. that we say that can totally impact a person's life. And sometimes we just blab all day long without really thinking, you know, think about that, Mm -hmm. but having that conscious reminder that something that we say can affect somebody that powerfully is is such a huge thing. Yeah, completely. And I think we often forget that. I think it really, it takes somebody to come up to us and say, you know what, what you said or what you wrote or you know, your story that you shared, it really has impacted my life. Sometimes it takes that to understand when really we should be thinking day to day, everything that we're doing could potentially impact somebody's life because it doesn't just stop with that one person. So in this case, this young woman who was 23, she could maybe one day go on to have a partner and have a family. And because of maybe something I said, and she said she's not feeling so suicidal, that is going to impact her her future relationship with everybody in her life so just because it might not seem immediate or your success might not seem immediate it doesn't mean that it's not changing lives or having a positive impact Hmm. yeah I still have goosebumps that's awesome (laughs) and so you said at the beginning that you were that you grew up as an introvert Mm -hmm. shy and introverted person and so now you exude confidence and you've clearly gained the confidence along the way and so what advice do you have or that could you give to somebody who is an introvert who wants to be confident? I would say, first of all, some tangible tips of mine would be, first things first, name your inner mean girl. Everyone has an inner mean critic, somebody reminding us that we're not enough, that we're not pretty enough, talented enough, smart enough. You have to shut the door on your inner mean girl. If you let her drive, she's only going to let you crash. She's going to drive you into a ditch. So you really need to drop her off somewhere. I think a tangible tip would be to name your inner mean girl. So my name's obviously Scarlett and I've called mine Sheila. So whenever I hear, you know, my inner mean girl coming in, I just say, oh, shut up, Sheila. You know, just go away. I don't need you today. So that's a really helpful, tangible tip because that will help you disassociate yourself or detach yourself from those thoughts. So I would say that's probably the biggest thing that has impacted my life. I think the second thing is I easily, you know, I've always said this, there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of women who could be in my position today. The only difference is I haven't given when somebody has said no. I have heard the word no so many times, it has almost sounded like a yes. And I genuinely mean that. 
So I think you have to kind of ask yourself, okay, if I didn't go and do this, I could potentially be not helping somebody. If I had said, okay, I'm not going to set up Smart Girl Tribe, think of all of the, you know, hundreds of young women, their lives maybe that I wouldn't have impacted because of that. So I think you need to reverse it on its head and think about the good that you can give into the world. You know, there's no excuse for not sharing your story unless you really really don't want to and in you know if anybody is watching or listening to this thinking no my story is too um I'm too sensitive or I would rather not that's totally fine but I would say for anybody in a position that is able to help somebody else you know by sharing your story you could be unlocking somebody else's prison so I think it's really important to think about the positives of sharing your story no matter how personal it is but I think ultimately you need to believe in yourself remember that somebody else's opinion of you is none of your business everybody is going to have an opinion whether that be good or bad so you have to make the decision whether someone else's opinion if you're going to give it weight if you're going to give it power because that's your choice we can all read things about ourselves or hear things about ourselves but we all have to make the choice as to whether we're going to give it power or not So those would be my tangible tips. But of course, it's a skill that we have to harness. I don't think any woman is going to wake up and say, okay, that's that's it now. I'm confident and I'm going to be confident every day for the rest of my life. It just doesn't work like that, particularly as women. We almost have, you know, reminders every single day telling us not to be confident, encouraging us to shrink ourselves, to put ourselves in a box, to not go after our dream, to not share our mission so I think it's really really important to do the reverse and obviously realize that you are going to have to work on building confidence I would say you don't just become confident you build it over time and be okay with that I'm a huge fan as well of um, positive affirmations I tend to put mine on sticky notes so I put that on my computer when I wake up on my mirror on my bathroom mirror I write new ones every week just as a small reminder that actually you're doing okay. I have affirmations all over my house mm-hmm. also on sticky notes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to go back to one, one thing that you said about, about telling your story. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've had this conversation a lot, uh, you know, telling, telling your story. And yeah. a lot of women believe that they don't have a story or that their story isn't as powerful or it's not exciting and so what do you have to say to those women I would say your story absolutely matters and I have been one of those women who has sat there and thought my story is not interesting I have nothing compelling to say I built this business as a teenager you know it was a passion project it became a business but even now I can look back and think oh you know I'm no Oprah or Steve Jobs, but the thing is, don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle, or to somebody else's end, sometimes, you know, your story is still being written, and this is to everybody listening, your story is still being written, and you're the author, so first of all, if there's anything in particular you want to do, just go after it, and go and do it, because we all only live once, I would strongly say that, you know, if you don't go after it today, then when are you, we're so quick to say, on Monday, you know, next week, next year, on New Year's Eve, when we have all of those resolutions. So I would say, first of all, if there's anything you want to do, go after it. But to anyone who doesn't think that they have 
a compelling story. First of all, your story hasn't even been completely written yet, so I wouldn't write it off. I'd say you're still going, so you never know what's around the corner. But also your story will always matter because it's personal to you and I very much believe that everyone is here for a reason. Just because you haven't realised it yet doesn't make it any less true. That's so true. I love that. And so as a CEO, as as a, a busy CEO with a lot of things <laughs> on the go... How do you take care of your mental health? I would say that, again, it's a bit like when you're building confidence. Mental health, you have to, it takes time. You know, we're all encouraged to take care of ourselves physically. We're all told to exercise. I don't understand why we don't talk about mental health just as much. It's a muscle that you have to train. You have to build a strong mentality. So first of all, we have a ton of articles on this on smartgirltribe.com. So I would really encourage or urge anyone to go over and read those. I know that content has really helped so many people. I think for me personally, you know, I have suffered or struggled with anxiety before. And especially being a CEO, I started this without an economics degree, without any kind of business qualification or experience or knowledge I started from zero on the day that it launched I didn't have a phone connection or an internet connection you know it started from a dorm room and I was like most students just completely broke and I had 100 reasons telling me not to do it but I decided to go after Smart Girl Tribe for the one reason why it needed to exist and that was the fact that it was needed that young women needed it on a day-to-day basis I breathe a lot and I have started meditating. I think this is exceptionally important. I've also implemented a really strong morning and evening routine. So for my evening one, I will always have a chamomile tea and for the first hour or the last hour before I go to bed, I will read. So that's how I try and wind down. I also use blue light blocker glasses. That has hugely helped me. They're really accessible. You can go across and find them on Amazon. I found that that has helped me. But in the morning, again, I have a hot water and lemon and I I divide my hour up into 20. So I tend to journal, stretch, and then either goal set or reflect. So I'll I'll write down my goals every morning and yeah like I said I try and wake my body up and stretch that could be through yoga or pilates or just some small exercises but that really sets me up for a positive day and then also before I go to sleep as well I'm able to wind down and kind of forget the stresses of the day another big help for me has been that I always, I've done this with friends, I've done this with my partner, that we will talk about the three things that we're grateful for from that day. Oh, I love that. I love everything about that. But having a routine in the morning for me has just been such a godsend, you know, and I never used to do it. I've Mm -hmm. got two young kids and when I didn't have a routine, it was, my day would just be, it would be chaos in the morning and I would struggle to keep the chaos under control for the rest of the mm-hmm. day and it would it would just never end and when I implemented a morning routine it was it was just like oh my gosh where has this been my entire life mm-hmm. you know and it just the way that you are in the morning and your energy and that carries through the whole day too right I love that yeah 
an evening, but I don't do it in evening routines. So there, I'm going to start trying. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Well, that's nice. And so being a woman in business, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, this is a two-part question. One of it, one of the questions is being a woman in business, do you find that there's any disadvantages? But also, and you might get asked this a lot, but being so young when you started your business, did you find any disadvantages there as well? Yes, absolutely, to both. So being so young, it was really tough. I never would admit my age when I first started out because nobody really trusted that I could be in business. A lot of family members and friends, I mean, they still find it funny to this day that I've been able to build a business because it was just so unlikely. I Again, I can't stress this enough. I didn't start this with any kind of business qualification or economics degree so I've surprised myself and those around me so absolutely my age was a disadvantage the fact that maybe I hadn't lived much at all I've never worked for anybody else so I think at the beginning that was tough because I would have conversations with people but also I was so academic in university that I had professors calling my parents suggesting that I explore other paths or routes so that I would become a translator or work for the European Union or work in Parliament because I was so academic when I was really set on just building Smart Girl Tribe. So I think my age absolutely was a disadvantage. A lot of people didn't take me seriously. But to be honest, I never let them win. I know that's so quick to say, especially looking back, but you know, I always thought, okay, well, I'll try and prove you wrong, or I'll just try and slay in my lane, as opposed to stay in my lane, Um, and I'll really try and fight that kind of opinion, because now there are so many teenagers and young people, not just women, coming out and building businesses, and we accept it, but at the time, we weren't, so I felt really great being able to turn that on its head, There are some disadvantages, I think, to being a woman in business. I think a lot of it is the fact that there are more men called John who are CEOs of Fortune 500 companies than women. I think that's a really scandalous statistic. And we have to be doing more, both on the ground, so the foundation, but also at the top. We need everybody to get involved. For me personally... Of course, when you are 19 and you introduce yourself as a businesswoman or as a CEO, I remember so many people say, oh, that's very intimidating. You're very intimidating. And I'd have to remind myself, you know, you're not intimidating. They're just intimidated. You would never say to a man that he's intimidating, a man in business. You know, we have to change our language. I think language is very gendered. Um, I think that's a huge one and I've really set up some rules because we're all writers at Smart Girl Tribe. I've set up some core rules of words that we're not allowed to share or say or spread because I really want to break down those barriers. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a huge fan of, you know, men. That's true. And I just want people to realise that just because we live in a patriarchal system, it is a patriarchal system. It's not on anyone's side. 
and it's all in our best interest to break those barriers down. So personally, yes, I have had a few run-ins that I haven't been taken seriously or talking to. I never wanted to seek investment. I always wanted complete creative control, but I have met investors and there are some shocking statistics there too. So I would think we need to all be doing a lot more. It hasn't hugely impacted me, personally but again you can't ignore the data and just because it's not affecting you personally doesn't mean it's not happening and I think in most recent times it's so important to mention something along the lines of Black Lives Matter there are so many people who think well if it's not affecting me personally it's not happening so just because it's not affecting you personally doesn't mean it's not happening and I think it's the same when we think about business statistics especially those affecting women. Mm-hmm. I just had that conversation with my husband last night about just because it's, we don't mm-hmm. see it firsthand doesn't mean it's not happening. I mean, it's all over in the news, and you see it, you see that all the time. People say, well, it's never affected me, or I've never mm-hmm. seen that happen. Well, then you're lucky because it's, you know, it's not happening yeah. in your area, but it's happening everywhere else. So I'm glad you brought that up. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so you have a few resources to help with um, building some confidence. Mm-hmm. So do you want to share a little bit about your resources and then let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, of course. I would say absolutely head on over to smartgirltribe.com. As I said, we upload a new blog post every day. I'm a huge, you know, because I started as an introvert, and I would say to my core, I'm still an introvert today. You can't really go from introvert to extrovert, I don't think, very quickly. Um, and it's taken me years to build confidence. So I would say head on over there, and I have a lot of confidence articles. Come and find me on Instagram, which is at scarlet underscore Victoria underscore Clark, or again at Smart Girl Tribe, where we have so many resources. And that's probably where I personally am most active. But then again, we also have the podcast, the Smart Girl Tribe podcast, which is available on Spotify and iTunes. And in season one, because now season two, I do a lot of, um, I host a lot of interviews and I interview a lot of women driving change on the ground. But in season one, it's really just me sharing my story and my journey. And I talk about confidence a lot there. Oh, that's great. Our interview is so much fun. Yes. <laughs> I love doing interviews. Yeah. I'll post the links to your Instagram, your podcast, and your website below this video okay. so that our audience can get in touch with you and listen. Thank you so much for your time today, Scarlett. I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day and chatting with us about building confidence. Um, I can relate to you so much in the sense that I've been an introvert my whole life and yeah. I just I had a story and I wanted to, to tell it, but I was not confident enough until I was. And so I love how, how you've created your business around that. That's amazing. No, so thank again, you. thank you so much. No, thank you very much. And it's amazing work that you're doing and creating. So thank you for putting yourself out there. You really are changing lives. Awesome. We're changing lives. <laughs> We'll see everybody tomorrow on the next episode of Unleash Your Confidence. Bye, guys.